Welcome to the Honor It All podcast. I'm Honor Garrett, your host, and we are here to honor all that is good in the world. Each podcast, I interview top professionals, entrepreneurs, and pro athletes around the globe who are making a difference, impacting lives, and creating positive change. Today, we have Barbara Majeski. She is known as the curator of the good life, if you've had the good fortune to see her segments on the Today Show. Barbara went from cancer diagnosis to cancer survivor to TV personality, clubhouse celebrity, conference speaker, and now podcaster. She has had her share of adversity, but her grit always turns to greatness. I cannot wait to dive in and learn her secrets of success. Welcome, Barbara. I'm so excited to have you here today. How are you? I'm great. And that was like the best introduction ever. I'm like, <laughs> can, can you write my bio? <laughs> no, I you have a great bio. You have a great bio. Well, I'm so glad you're here. And I, um, I just, I love how life and people connect because Barbara and I actually have some mutual friends in Princeton, New Jersey, but where I first felt connected to you, Barbara, is when this beautiful lady in a red dress, that would be you, shared her story on Clubhouse. Um, could you share, like, how did a mom of three end up as a TV personality? Could you, can you tell us your story? And isn't it so funny that so many of us are connecting on this drop-in social, you know, audio thing like out of nowhere. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Um, but you know, I really just, uh, you know, I always wanted to be on TV, but I had just epic negative self-talk and I don't really know where it came from, but wherever it did come from, it stuck like glue to my soul. And I would talk myself out of everything. You know, I, I was like, oh, I really want to be on TV. And when you have like goals and aspirations, they don't stop coming across your screen, your brain screen. Like, why does that keep, why does that keep going? Like what this, it's like on autoplay. And um, I just had such negative self-talk that I, it would come across my screen, my brain screen. And you'd be like, remember, you're not smart enough. You are not tall enough. You're not short enough. You're not brunette enough. You're not blonde enough. You're not any, like everything. Mm -hmm. I could talk myself out of a good time. Like it was nobody's business. But when I was battling stage three colon cancer at 42, um, I had this moment. So I'm in like my eighth or ninth round of chemo and I, I'm just floundering. And I had all the quips guy. God gives the toughest battles to the strongest soldiers and you got this and blah, blah, blah. and I was like, oh shit, I don't have this. I had this, I was like, I don't have this. I don't have this at all. I'm like, I, it's a cancer that's going to take me. This chemo is going to take me. And I reflected on all the things I was proud of, like how would my kids remember me? And I also took inventory of like all the things I didn't do. And I just left out and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I just remember being like, oh my God, please pump the brakes. Like, please Grim Reaper, give me a, just whoa, 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 slow your roll. Like, I'm not ready for you. And I swore if I ever got another shot, I would never play small again. And I would never let the voices of fear or self-doubt or the weight of other people's opinions stop me in the pursuit of anything that I dreamed of. And I kind of threw it out to the universe. I'm like, get me off this bathroom floor, get me out of this cancer experience, and I will not disappoint. So I live with that now of like, all right, I got to the other side of cancer and I was like, all right, Babs, 
what you're going to do with your big plans. Like I was like, Oh, and I thought, you know, you always wanted to pursue TV, go for it. And here's the takeaway that I think is so important to share. I decided one strong, one of the, one thing, I decided one thing that I would rather fail in the pursuit. I would rather fail in the pursuit than fail to pursue and fail to try. I, I was done with not trying everything, experiencing everything and taking full, per, you know, responsibility for my decision. So that's how I ended up on TV. I just was like, all right, let's go for it. And I really do. I live out my dream. Every time you see me on the Today Show, um, that is me living a childhood dream for sure. Uh, that just gives me chills. And I, I can't even begin to really even know what it felt like to get that diagnosis. I mean, just thinking about it kind of gives me chills, makes me like reflect on life. So it, was that the turning point? Do you think you would be where you are today had you not gone through that experience? You know, of course not. I think everything you can grow through, you know, mm -hmm. anything you go through, you have an opportunity to grow better or you can be grow bitter. These are not my quips. These are, you know, things that I really embedded my subconscious mind and nothing that has happened to me hasn't made me a better person. And cancer definitely did. Um, it all of a sudden I had no bandwidth for bullshit. And what I mean by that, I had no bandwidth to uphold a veneer that I had been holding on to for so long. I just didn't, I had no strength for it. I had no, my, all my energy had to be focused in survival. And it gave me access to me. Like if people were going to spend time with me, they were going to spend time with me, not my representative of like, you know, right. um, it was just, I became a more authentic me because I had to be, I became very quickly comfortable in my own skin of like, this is the best I've got right now. And if these are all, these are, this, these are the minutes I have left, I'm going to use them in my best way that I can use them by being me enjoying people better, not trying to prove anything or be somebody I'm not or what have you. And it definitely changed, um, you know, as a process when they first called and said I had cancer, I was in pickup line uh, at my kids elementary school. So my kids were in sixth grade, fourth grade, and my daughter was in preschool and I'm in pickup line. And she, my doctor's like, do you have a minute? And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I don't think anything bad's going to happen to me. I ran the New York City Marathon. I ate healthy. I'm 42. I'm like, this can't be that bad. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up? What's up? She's like, um, well, can we talk? I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then oh. as I'm, like, I'm like, hold on, hold on. Benji, Key, and Max, get in the car. I'm screaming out the window. Get in the car, let me hear. And she's like, are you sure you can talk? I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah just la, 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 la. I'm Jersey. La, 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 la. <laughs> you have cancer. And I was like, Oh, okay. All right. So, okay. And then she's like, you have um, to go to some catering and, da, 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 da. and I was like, Oh, okay. 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 Uh, boys put your seatbelts on. Like I was not up for this. I was not up for this call. Wow. It was a, definitely a coping mechanism because I knew this call was coming. I had gone in for a colonoscopy. I had had problems. The colonoscopy didn't come back very good. Um, they had found something and I knew this call was coming, but I just wasn't in the mood for bad news. I was battling. My marriage had just en ended in a dumpster fire. So I was like, well, I can't have cancer because I am <laughs> dealing with this over here. So you can't have two dumpster fires. <laughs> one, one dumpster fire at a time, kids. Yeah. Fair enough, the universe yeah. is like, no, hold my beer. Here you go. 
But by the time I drove the kids home, I had kind of changed the story in my head. I was like, mm, I think she said it was pre-cancer. Yeah, I'm good. So I literally changed wow. the story. So it's this this process of like realizing, and then it just went from bad to worse. Of like, okay, you have to have surgery. I'm like, oh, okay. And then the staging came back, and like it's in your lymph nodes, and it's perforating the intestinal wall, and you're a stage three, and you have to start chemo immediately. And I'm like, well, I have to go skiing. <laughs> <laughs> I well, we I get so wrapped up in like what we're doing in our plans and we're like, nope, sometimes you can't do that. I was in, I was lifing big time. My kid, I was parenting. I was PTOing. I was my, my daughter's class mom. And there, somebody's calling me to be like, we're going to, you know, interrupt all your festivities here with um, something much more uh, imminent. And I wasn't in the mood. <laughs> so anyway, cancer doesn't give a shit if you're in the mood. It's, it is what it is. And it's not what happens to you. It's how you handle it. And um, listen, I, I, I live a different, I'm a different higher expression of myself because I no longer take my life for granted, I no longer, time is different for me. I celebrated my 50th birthday in April. I don't sit there and, oh, I'm, yeah, I'm turning 50. I'm like, I'm turning 50. Woo I do. And I don't like when other people complain about getting older. You can complain about aging, but complaining about getting older just is such a disregard for what not everybody gets. It's so, it, it lacks gratitude and, and knowing it's like, we're all getting older. This is what we do. We get older. So um, I can complain about aging like nobody's business, but I will never complain. Uh, you asked what I'm, how old I am? I'm 49 and three quarters. Thank you. <laughs> exactly. Well, I, I mean, I love the fact of getting older because to be honest, we're getting wiser. I mean, don't you, don't you love and see life in such a different perspective now than I did five years ago? It was just, or 10 years ago. And I was so wrapped up in things that really didn't matter yeah. and to feel so much more comfortable in yourself and all that. Don't and you think it's so much more of an accomplishment when you look good for your age? Like we are, we are salmon swimming upstream, my girl. Like we, you know, it's our <laughs> we're reverse aging. <laughs> yeah. We're, 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 we are, we are like putting, you know, putting up a good fight. And I don't think we were necessarily modeled that growing up in our generation. Look at the golden girls. They were like in their fifties, like Blanche was like 50 or 52 wow. when she was a golden girl. And now I think we have so many better role models um, and people that I really align with that they're like, no, I, every new uh, floor that I go to, you know, it's just going to get better and better as long as I optimize my health protect my wealth and look out for my own happiness. So yeah, you know, uh, that's just, I live differently. Cancer did make me a better person. I'm much funnier now. Oh. Much <laughs> I can like laugh at things. Like somebody tried to like bring me down on clubhouse, like made some funny comment and they were like, you know, you just like to think of yourself as a black rapper. And I was like, yes, I do. Would you like me to spin a tune? Like, it was so funny because <laughs> they were trying to like get get it. I don't know what they're trying to do it's yeah. just one of those night rooms and they were like I was like I well I've never been more complimented in my life I'm like if you think I can so anyway it's a matter of like all of a sudden my I'm no longer um offended I'm like all right you, you know that's a reflection on you I don't really I don't know that anybody's really going to mistake me for that but I'm happy to <laughs> That's so, that's so refreshing because I feel like we're living in a world today sometimes that everyone's looking for a reason to be offended. And yeah. I try so hard to go, I'm not offended by anything because 
what someone else is upset about has nothing to do with me. Oh, or why not get curious? Like stop judging and start getting curious. Yeah. Uh, like, I think it's a Absolutely. Walt Whitman quote that I've just destroyed, but the essence of it is choose curiosity, like ask more questions. You know, there's just a lot of um, anti-Semitism. Uh, uh, there always is, but there it's been escalated. And I'm like, why are we canceling left, right, and center and not engaging in constructive dialogue? What, why can't we understand each other better? canceling shutting people up muting them like i'm like where is the productivity in that you want to escalate things you want to add you know gasoline on there i think that's not the way to do it but i would have been on the judgment the judgment train had i not had my own traumas to now navigate like i just had so much judgment prior to my marriage falling apart being diagnosed with cancer having you know my own conflicts with my life all of it led me to just being a more compassionate, level-headed, curious person and not stand in sanctimonious judgment. I was sanctimonious, judgy pants prior to I, 100. I knew I knew what was right and what was wrong and what boxes to check and what you should be driving and wearing and working and who. Blah, 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 blah. Well, I, and that's what life does for you. I mean, that's why when people are canceling now or doing these things, it, it it's almost a sense of immaturity. Like, that's what kids, you know, that's what young people who haven't had life happen to them. And, and you just kind of, like you said, get curious. I wonder why, you know, and um, I wanted to talk a little bit about, so I know that you have, you wanted to be on TV, you got on TV and, and you continue to do that. Um, and that did give you exposure, but that was not your magic ticket because to me your tenacity and your consistency that is how you i feel like have reached your goals because i see you in you know moderating in clubhouse and you continue to serve others like what is your inspiration like i know it's what you've been through but is there any any anyone else anything else that really drives you to do what you do so that's a great question i'm gonna answer this in two ways number one i'm very i i I'm very committed to living my purpose. And I figured that out in that same moment where I realized I had more in my tank when I was struggling with chemo. And I reflect on all the things that I was proud of at the same time I did reflect on the things I didn't do. But when I reflected on the things I was really proud of, I realized that I wanted to quit everything. Everything I started at some point came to this like crossroads of like, this shit is hard and I hate it. And I don't even remember why I started it. And I would look at my brother with special needs and say, if I do not figure this out, he could be institutionalized. So I ended up putting myself through college, wanted to quit that. I ended up getting into a commission-based industry because I needed to make money. So instead of choosing a job, I had to choose a, like, um, I don't know, what do you call it? A, um, compens you're compensated based, based on your effort, like a, my like God, a, a commission. Yeah. Oh. A merit-based mm -hmm. uh, position. So I could like, I'm like, Hmm, I, if I can just keep growing, I keep making money. Okay. And I wanted to quit that also because it was really, really hard. Um, and I was really proud of that. And so all the things that I wanted, that I wanted my kids to remember me about, I realized came with a, a you know, a do or die switch. And I always chose to persevere because if I didn't, I thought Stephen would be institutionalized. So I realized in that moment that 
all this time, I thought I was always taking care of Steven, right? Because if I quit, I can't take care of Steven. But in the true essence of its gift, it was always Steven who was taking care of me. Mm. Because he gave me rise to the greatest gift that we're all given, which is the gift of purpose, the gift of no quit, no backdoor, figure this out, move the feet forward, get over yourself, drop the ego. Like he gave me everything in the toolbox that you can need to be successful because he couldn't do it for himself. And the, the fear of him being institutionalized and not being like, not being able to financially take care of it. Like me not being able, I was like, I have to get this right. This was like a, no, it's like a survival mechanism. And I swore if I got to the other side of cancer, I would use my voice you know, I would go big. And that's what you heard the first time I would go big and I would never play small again and ultimately amplify my voice, my profile, everything. So that ultimately I could use my voice to advocate for the most vulnerable. Um, and I, you do hear me on clubhouse doing that as much as I try to infuse people with, um, the knowingness of their opportunity, their gifts of purpose. Um, so that's, you know, that is in part of what I love, um, you know, what motivates me, what keeps me going. And um, so, I, you know, I like helping people see their purpose, but I also like people, I help people get out of their own way so mm -hmm. that they can stay in alignment with their purpose. And what I kept, what kept coming at me and I finally cracked the code or, you know, again, we're all a work in progress, a masterpiece simultaneously, but so everybody kept saying, Barb, how'd you go? How'd you get on TV? How'd you get on TV? And I kept answering, oh, well, I hired a media trainer. And that was, and I, you ever just answer something you're like, is that, is that, is that it? And I realized I was adding to the bullshit that so many of us buy into, which is if you buy the thing, you yeah. get the, you buy the Peloton, you get in shape, you buy the supplements, you have more energy, you buy a media trainer, you get on TV. And that is not the truth. You information, right. It doesn't lead to transformation. doesn't lead to outcomes. You can't buy a book on how to get pregnant no. and make a baby. You got to do the things. Okay. You have to do the work, right? You have to do the work. And you can't give up right away. You got to be consistent. So <laughs> anywho, um, no, that's great. Does your brother know? Have you told him how much? Oh, he were, he's obsessed with me. I love him. Like he, like <laughs> you, you meet him. You'll first of all, he, all he does is say, you're gorgeous. I'd be like, honor, you're gorgeous. <laughs> I have that in my life. Can you imagine? He's like, oh, my sister is gorgeous. I'm like, yeah. Oh, I like that. I like that. It'd be nice to have that around. Well, and let me ask you this. When you were going through some of those hard times, is there any memory that you remember about your kids that really touched you? Yeah. So um, two things, both the boys broke down independently. The boys were in sixth grade and fourth grade. Now my daughter really didn't understand. She was too young what the boys did. Mm -hmm. Um, and I remember breaking down. So we're at, um, my oncologist was a skier. So I, when I broke down, I was like, I can't do chemo because I'm a skier and I ski in the winter. So you're going to have to take your chemo and shove it where the sun doesn't shine. Cause I have shit to do. And I'm not in the mood for cancer or chemo or you or anything else. <laughs> I ski like, I'm very much a lifer. Like I life, like I go humaning all I'm all in. 
And so anyway, he revolved my oncology around my annual boys ski trip, which was me and the boys. Now, my husband at the time had to come with me because I was in treatment and I wasn't doing very well. But I did get out to Colorado, but the, like the skin of my teeth. The first day I couldn't ski with them. Uh, but by the second day I, I could and we were shredding like we, it was like, mama wasn't sick. Mama's crushing the black diamonds. We're just, there's pictures of me in the lot. Like I look healthy and I should show you the picture. Like you wouldn't think I was in the middle of chemo anyway. So we're flying home. We're in Denver airport. And uh, my husband, my, uh, their father looks at me and they're like, you know, you need to start your, so I was on Cape Cytobine, which is the pills and an infusion. I, so I had oxaliplatin infusion and Cape Cytobine, which was the pills. And he's like, you're a day late. You told your oncologist, you would take these pills. You've got to start. So I'm sitting there in the Denver airport thinking I'm like, I, like I, I literally had shut that part down. When I say I start crying, it's <laughs> like, I am completely unhinged middle of the airport. My boys jump out of the, the jump out of their chairs. They put their arm, mama, mama, mama. Then one of them, Max is like, I can cry telling his story. Max is like, mommy, we can stay in Aspen. We can stay in Aspen. Mommy is healthy in Aspen. And I had to pull myself together. Now it, it's okay that my kids saw this because they also saw me walking every day, but they did see that I was, was not <laughs> a walk in the park. And I pulled it together and I said, you know what, boys, mommy just has to do the work. Chemo just makes me tired and I'm not able to be the, I'm just not, it's just hard, but I'm going to get to the other side of this and I love you and da, 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 da. Anyway, we come home, get through that meltdown. I think it's behind me. Max comes home. That's my fourth grader. And he just throws his, he's got this lovely, he's got, he's got mm. a great temperament still this day, but he walks in the door and throws his backpack. And I'm like, well, <laughs> like he's not a dramatic kid i'm like whoa yeah. like what the weapon of mass destruction the you know the trapper keeper goes flying i'm like dude what's up and he's like mom i just want to take you back to aspen you're so mm. healthy in aspen and i was like oh, oh my god i said max like it's not aspen Mac, if i had to be in aspen i would have to because we came home and i had to go into an infusion mm -hmm. so i think there's like a day in there that i went and got the infusion came back so he found me back on the couch so i would sit on the couch with the fire going blah blah, blah. and i'll never forget like just my my boys you know like we I, that, I don't know. I'm such a boy and a girl mom. Like, mm -hmm. I just, I don't know. Like, but just see my boys there, like the boys are so much more emotional than, and sensitive than we ever give them credit. They just express it differently. And when it comes out, man, it'll, it'll end your soul. I know. I like, oh, baby, like, come here. Like mom's got to just do the chemo and get through the yeah. chemo, but I'm tough as nails, my friend. Uh, but that, that I remember. And, um, wow. but you know, well, it's good that they see, it's good that our kids see that we're human, but they also have this incredible example of how strong their mom is, you know, and that you're like, do the work, do the work. And do the work. And <laughs> it wasn't, I did not express fear. I never thought I was going to, and only until that eighth, ninth round of chemo, mm. I was like, I don't think, I think this is where it ends. Like, I thought I wasn't going to, that was my, but they didn't see that. 
um, what, what they did see was my friends came over and they would walk with me. I was very committed to walking. I was very committed to juicing. Um, I was very committed to sleeping. <laughs> um, and when I could, I was engaged in time with them. Um, it's not what happens to you. It's how you handle it is what I hope. And listen, I hope they take away anyway. Right. No, they, they, they will. And, um, I think the thing that I've kind of learned from you and seen other people kind of in my stage, I'll be 56 this month and you know that you're never too old and it's never too late. As long as we have a breath, a heart's beating, you know what, let's be grateful. And what I keep trying to tell people, because every, everybody has something to be grateful for. And if you continue to be grateful, then you're just going to attract other things that are, you can be grateful for into your life. But if you are negative, I'm I'm telling you, you're going to keep bringing that on. And it's such, it's such a beautiful, uh, equation that people just don't get sometimes. I agreed. And what you, it's been said, what you appreciate appreciates. Mm -hmm. And I, that has such high value to me. If I could go back in time and talk to my 20 year old self, I would have taught her that of like, you, you don't have everything that you want, but you will have everything that you want. You're going to take that much longer. If you're just constantly focused on what you don't have and you focus on what you do have, you know, so many times people just beat up their bodies. I had this breakthrough honor, um, that I think you'll understand. You've just gone through, you know, your own like foot surgery, what have you. I went out for a run. This is a year and a half ago. And I was just winded and like, everything's jiggling and I hadn't run in a while. And I was like, Oh God, Jesus. Like I was having, a mo- I was like well, hot mess express. No. And then I, heard, have I, yeah. And I do so much work of like your thoughts become your reality. Your perception becomes your reality. And I was like, wait a second, how is that productive? And I switched it and I was like, you know what? I'm a 48 or whatever I was, I was in my late forties. This body has gone through chemo. It, it removed, they took a foot of my large intestine. I don't know what they did with it, buried in the backyard. <laughs> my body has survived cancer. It has survived two marathons, three, three, uh, three births, you know, three kids. Yeah. Um, you know, I haven't survived a ectopic, like this body is a temple yeah. that should be worshiped and appreciated. It cars and guess what it was doing that day this body that i can be so mean to was out running i'm like dude barb whoa like just you your body just is out here doing its best that it can and it is not it is not letting you down you wanted to go for a run and your body you laced up so many people can barely get in and out of their cars. They can't go up and down stairs. They have completely lost their mobility. Their knees are shot. Their back is shot. And, you know, they they might never recover it because they have been so abusive to their bodies. Now, what I've done is I've been mentally and emotionally abusive to my body. And I was like, that day, mm-hmm. I was like, we're going to end that right now because your body just took you out on a run. And you're going to be grateful that you're, you know, you're a dumbass who hasn't decided to run for two years, decided it's going on a little joggy poo. We're just going to have to, but like, I just try to, when we all get off track, when we're not all, all hyper worker outers all the time, we get into mm-hmm. slumps and we get to, we move on to other things. Blah, blah, blah. 
be grateful for the body as, as it is right now, because I bet you it's working harder than you, you know, it, it oh. shows up. I have never been, I will never not appreciate walking again because it's literally been two and a half months and I started walking last week and I was in excruciating pain because I hadn't walked on it in two and a half months. And all I want to do is go on a walk with my dogs. Mm -hmm. And it's just, I, and so I am, I'm so appreciative for Do you know how many people can still go out for a walk with their dogs and their kids. And they just don't, they're like, mm. and you don't, that's why I do these challenges all the time. You don't move it. You lose it. So the people I'm talking about that have lost their mobility, mm -hmm. weren't really optimizing their mobility when they had it. And I'm trying to change that because people are living longer. And I'm like, listen, you don't have to go do beach body. You don't have to lunge yourself into oblivion or run the stadium stairs like the maniac I am. Um, but you have to move every day. So well, I, I, yeah. I'm big into appreciation. Well, this is what I loved, like what Simon Sinek, uh, I love Simon Sinek. And he says, you know, you're going to go to the gym and you're going to come home and you're going to see nothing and you'll go to the gym the next day and you come home and you see nothing and you think it's not working. So you give up. He said, but if you did that for two weeks, your body's changing. You can't go to the gym for nine hours and do a crash course and think you're going to get in shape. It's the small, and that's what you really preach, especially in your challenges. And it's just, guys, just do 30 minutes. Just, just take a walk around the block and every day. I, Every day. It's like, don't like people do these weekend warrior things. And I'm like, you just shred your like joints and your muscles, like do something every day because consistency holds the key to so much and consistently moving your body unlocks so many doors to optimization. And that, that's a big thing for me. I'd like move your body and appreciate your body for where it is today, because where, what you're doing today is going to predicate where it can be in, in two weeks, but you make those decisions, you know? Um, but yeah, I like what Simon says, what Simon says, <laughs> yeah. uh, it is, it, you know, it's true. I think everybody wants this instant gratification, this get rich quick. Like, you know, nobody knows delayed gratification anymore. Um, and that's what I'm really trying to. Maybe like, I want more confidence. I want more clarity. I want more money. I want a better body. I'm like, track with me. That's why I do these pro Mike, just track with me and trust me because I can help you optimize all verticals of your life by doing these very fundamentals, but you don't realize that they, they start to unlock consistency and doing things to optimize your mind and your body unlocks the secrets for everything else. Like that's all. Well, you know, there's probably people out there in the audience that are really struggling right now. They're struggling, whether it's their circumstances or, you know, whether they have that um, analysis paralysis, you know, they're afraid of failing, which I say failing is just a faithful attempt at learning. So why are you worried about failing? But do you have any advice that you would give somebody that's just either scared or stuck in their life right yeah. now? You know, it's a great question. And it brings me back to the media training question. Like I was answering it saying, 
hire a media trainer, buy the Peloton and realizing that's not the answer. The answer is always in taking taking action is in the do. And there's a giant abyss between knowing what you need to do and actually consistently doing it. And that's where I realized I was answering the question wrong. And like, it's actually taking consistent action, mm -hmm. having mentors and understanding the, like in, in sales, we used to say the hardest door to open was the car door because you had to get out of the car to get, you know, get yourself. The hardest step to take is actually the first step. It's like a step into the abyss, a step into the unknown. And it's all of a sudden you're out of your comfort zone. And it's like, like going out, like go and walking in the rain for the first time. You're like, oh, will I die? Very few people die stepping outside their comfort zone, unless you just all of a sudden are like, I want to go skydiving and you forget. <laughs> Don't do that. Um, so the advice I would have is number one, this is advice I give to everybody is write down your goals, your dreams, your aspirations, like write it all down. Um, you know, you start using both sides of your brain when you write down your dreams because your dreams are your creative side of your brain and writing things down is the analytical side of your brain. And by doing that, you're actually cross-pollinating both sides of your brain, which is create, you know, is, is synergistic. Um, so start by writing it down and then reverse engineer of how do you get there? Um, for me, I wrote down, well, I want to be on the Today Show. I want to be Jill Martin on the Today. I knew, I knew exactly what I wanted to do. I want to be Jill Martin on the Today Show because she's a contributor, la, la, la. And when I looked at that, I was like, wow, that is crazy. I'm crazy, but you know, I survived cancer. So I guess I can do crazy shit. Then you reverse engineer. Well, how do you get on TV? I'm like, I don't know how to get on TV. Well, when you don't know something, you have to learn it. So it's like, I want to make, somebody's like, I want to make generational wealth. I don't know how to make generational wealth. I'm broke as a joke. So let's reverse the engineer. Mm -hmm. How do you learn to make money? Because you don't, I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to break some of you. College is not going to teach you how to make money. Uh, it, it, it doesn't do that. It can teach you pathways or you could, or you could not make money. But if you really want to learn how to make wealth, you, you got it. That's a whole nother path that you have to study, right? Like you have to really study how to make money um, and find which vertical works for you. Or if you want to like really optimize your body, like this body has so much more in me. I want to run a marathon. I want to be fit. I want to like bounce, like I jump in and out of a car, but I've been in cars where people can't even get a seatbelt around them. Uh, you know, maybe you're that person. I want to optimize. There's, there's a body in here that is so optimized. I want to hit it. You know, I want, I, I wanted to cut this year is my year, but I don't know how to do that. I bet you do know how to do it, but you got to find the consistent behaviors, a mentor, um, mm -hmm. consistency, and then scheduling the action. It's not like, Oh, I've got to work out. This is where everybody makes a mistake. Oh, I gotta, I gotta work out more. Okay. That, all right. All right. Let's, let, blah, 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 blah. when are you working out? Where are you working out and who are you working out with and make sure you schedule it, set alarms and you show up or it, it's just with anything. So the advice I, I have, number one is to write it down. Number two, focus on the action to get mm -hmm. the outcomes. It's the, it's what yeah. you do that gets you what you want. It's not buying. Right. It's not knowing. Again, I'm going to repeat myself. You can't make a baby by reading a book on how to make a baby. Yep, absolutely. Yes. Knowledge does not mean transformation. Does you not mean you, you have to implement it. You yeah. ain't gonna get pregnant by reading a book. No, that's no, that's a mic drop. That's exactly right. And you know what? Whatever it is, know yourself. So if I know 
you know what, I want, I'm going to work out tomorrow and I set my alarm, but that isn't going to do it for me. I need to put my clothes out. I need to like lay things, whatever it is that has to make you do it, put your alarm clock across the room. If it's got to make you get out of bed (laughs) to turn it off. Well, that what I love that you're saying is that we all know that we are going to make excuses and take the the easiest path. It is like the law of human nature. We're lazy by nature. It doesn't make you a lazy person. It makes us a human being of like, we'd rather stay in and sleep, you know, than, you know, get out in the cold elements. But we do know that the outcomes are so worth it. Um, but, you know, for me, it's I've got to schedule with somebody else. That is, and listen, I'm pretty disciplined and especially when my challenges, when I'm leading it, I am so committed. I am, I say this all the time. I'm a woman of my word. I'm a woman of action. So if I'm going to lead these challenges, I'm going to lead with the utmost integrity. I basically have to have a bone sticking out of skin for me not to follow through on my word. I believe I am a person of high integrity. Um, but I also know that if I, when I'm not doing these challenges and even when I am doing these challenges, but more when I'm not, I'm like, I need to schedule the do schedule the do with somebody else. And your, um, probability of execution goes up over 85%. If you just schedule it, it's a 50, 50, you know, statistically, everybody's a little bit different. Um, but statistically across the board, it's a 50, 50 schedule with somebody else, man. You're going to be like, I want to cancel on that person, but I don't want to cancel on that person. Exactly. (laughs) Or, um, we can always come up with an excuse. It's always, it's so easy to come up with an excuse. It's it cold out there. I could get hit by it. <laughs> I don't have that excuse because I'm in Florida now, but <laughs> it's. Um, yeah, but you get hit by a hurricane for crying out. An yeah, alligator, exactly. a sharknado. I mean. <laughs> okay. So tell me, I know that you um, have a podcast. So yeah. tell us a little bit about. So who's your audience? Who 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 needs to tune in to you? Everybody, but what kind of yeah. people are you interviewing? So my podcast is called Bearing It All. It's all about the grit behind the glamour. Um, and I just like sharing people's backstories, um, what how they got from where they're at, from where how they got to where they're at. Because the key, honestly, is not reinventing the wheel. The key is playing follow the leader what did they do to get what they have and the more stories i can share the more people can be moved into alignment with the right habits the right mentality the right things to do consistently so yeah it's bearing it all it's all about the backstory like everyone's all glamorous and fancy I think we're tired of highlight reels and we need the real highlights you know so these stories that i am getting on our Holy mother. Oh That's my awesome. God. I interview, I interview people that have been incarcerated and have made huge strides back out on the, you know, out in the world. Um, I've interviewed um, ESPN host, Jordan Cornette. You might know him um, and his rise to, you know, living out his dream. Oh, these stories, Mm-mm. real estate, billionaire, real estate moguls. I mean, from drug addicts to billion dollar moguls. Like who doesn't need a story of like that? You're like, you were literally a total train wreck. And now you, you're like living your best life. You know, we well, all it just, it makes everyone look human. We're all, I mean, even all these stars and all these people that have fame and 
in fortune i mean they 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 all started out as a little kid just like us you know wanting things and 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 some of us didn't have great backgrounds and some of us did but it's it's like you said it's not what happens to you it's how you respond it's what you do it's it's what's and next so people would like set up on third base even people that showed up on third base they deal with their own set of difficulties because sometimes when you're put on third base you don't know how to swing the bat and you are you are like riddled with um imposter syndrome or uh fear of being like you know oh everyone's gonna know i don't know how to do this there is everybody has a story everybody and i always say everyone has a chapter they don't read out loud not anymore like i want those chapters i want your insecurity on a plate mm. so that you can be part of this human experience and we can have no shame in our shit fuck game like you know like we're all a disaster and a work yeah. in progress and a masterpiece um and that's what i love sharing um it's been an amazing opportunity for me because you know you can call me nosy you can call me curious you can call me wendy i don't care what you call me but i want to help others through this, the act of storytelling. So my podcasting has been like, ah, I just- Well, I love it because for, whether it's your podcast, which is called Bearing It All, guys, I'm gonna have all the information in the show notes. So you guys have to go follow her, listen, um, give her a review, do all the good stuff. But um, you just have no BS. So <laughs> whether, whether it's your podcast or whether um, it's in your challenges, or whether like, I remember last year when we were talking about when people were getting shamed for not getting the vaccine and, and it took a lot because it was such a divided topic for you to stand up and go, guys, you know, stop it. You know, you have a brother that couldn't get one and, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's nobody's. So I love the fact that, you know what, you just, you don't hide anything. You're not trying to be something to please anybody, you're being well, who you are. You know what I, I learned, Honor, is that this is a quote by maybe Greta Garbo or somebody, uh, Deidre Hendra, I don't know, I'm destroying, but you can be the juiciest peach on the planet and not everybody's gonna like peaches. And I had <laughs> to learn, right? I had to learn that I'm not here to win a popularity contest. I'm here to use my voice in advocacy and in ways that I think are important. And people might not like my opinion um, and they also might not like me, but I cannot, my, my head is like, Barbara, shut your mouth. It's compromising your everything. And my heart is like, no, Barbara, you were meant to use your voice for the greater good. And I, I it, it was a very difficult, people are like, I cannot believe what you say. And I'm like, yeah, sometimes I can't believe what I say either, but it does come from a higher, I feel I lead with great intention. Um, I don't feel like I insult anyone. I just ask for, uh, I ask for the courtesy of hearing my opinion, uh, giving me my space to have it. Um, I've had people like the the guy who, you know, tried to make fun of me thinking I'm a black rapper or whatever. He was trying to like dig at me and like compromise like my message, like in that whole, I was like, yeah, no, you can't, I ain't gonna no. work. But, no, you, you're, you're so good at handling all that. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, that's not going to bring. So um, right. just a couple more questions. So what's next on the horizon? I mean, you're always encouraging others to dream big, but do you have any, any 
big things coming up that are on the horizon that you want to share? So I'm always launching these challenges. The holiday one's completely oversold and it's mayhem in there. And I'm absolutely loving it because I'm a creature of chaos. Mm -hmm. um, but I am really looking, I'm launching new challenges all the time. My live one, which is the 90 day summer series, um, starts March 1st and runs through Memorial Day. And it's a great way for us collectively to really get our body in shape for the summer. So we feel great about ourselves. Um, you know, I don't do New Year's resolutions and stuff like that. Um, I think the winter time is a different, is, is, has a different reset to it. Um, but I think the spring is like, let's get ready for some, you know, being fit for the summer. Um, so I've got that. And now I'm trying to teach people by building an ambassador program um, so that other people can make money and get paid to work out. I think that I'm like, this is genius. Like the, the fact that I launched that summer thing last year, mm -hmm. I got paid to work out. I People paid me so that I would go work out. So I would lead. And then I was like, I thought that was so genius. <laughs> I was like, I have to teach other people how to do this because nobody got more out of that challenge than me. Because like awesome. I said, I'm a, I, I'm a person of integrity. And I'm like, I said, I was going to work out every day for 90 days. I'm going to work out every day for 90 days. Now I'm going to work out like, you know, um, David Goggins every day, but I am going to move my body every day. Um, and at the end of it, I was like, oh my God, it's over. Like what? Blah, blah, blah. Like it kind of scared me. I did fine. Um, but now what I'm trying to is building an ambassador program and teaching other people how to make money and get paid to work. <laughs> it's, it's like, who didn't, how come nobody's, is this like, is this That's new? awesome. That's hey, awesome. I have to learn about it. So teams and then I'll lead them in. So where my, my sweet spot is actually in my twenties, I learned how to scale sales teams. So now I'm like using that to teach people the fundamentals of leadership, how to be, how to build teams, how to be a great leader, how to help inspire, motivate, direct um, other people. And to me, that is my zone of genius more than anything else. Uh, so my ambassador program is actually going to be my signature program. Um, that'll, I, I, it's going to be a global movement for sure. Oh my gosh. This is just the beginning for you. I can't yep. wait to um, hear more about that. Yeah. Well, Barbara, I'd love to end each podcast with the same question for every guest. This is called the honor at all podcast. So what are you choosing to honor today? Um, I would like to honor all those, um, all those who have served, uh, last week was veterans day. I don't know when anybody's listening to this, um, uh, but I'm very grateful to be, uh, an American. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes we've lost our American pride and I was raised with great pride. I'm a descendant of Holocaust survivors. Um, and, uh, you know, we have our freedom, um, because so many people sacrificed for it. So I would like to honor all those in the military that served in the past in the present and that will serve in the future. Um, I'm so grateful for all our vets um, in all arms of um, the United States military. So uh, that's actually, that's beautiful. I mean, look what at a that. Way. Go Army. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's it, folks. Um, gosh, what a perfect way to complete this episode with the beautiful Barbara Majeski. Thank you, Barbara. Thank you, Honor. This was awesome. Thank you. And until next time, remember, you are not promised tomorrow. So be present today. It is a gift. And remember to take time to honor it all. Mm -hmm.